this is episode 661 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, July 31st, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about a little bit more of the Blackout Club, some Pawarumi, I hope that's how it's pronounced, P-A-W-A-R-U-M-I, a shoot'em up, which is on Xbox One and the Switch, and PC. I played it on Xbox One, where I shooted them up and went yum 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 i don't know what i'm on about and that's about it still playing apex legends still frustrated with apex legends and the rank mode which is just you know to, to beat a dead horse in the ground it is broken lost forgiveness does not exist people once you hit platinum don't play the game in a way that is fun they are just camping all the teams are just camping they find spots and then they camp and everybody just wants to make it into the top three because it's about placement. If you want to assure yourself uh, that you're going to get points and not lose points and keep ranking up, that's the way you got to play. And it's not fun. And the matchmaking is broken. Like it's just, it's a mess. And it's taking away my fun from the game. Even though I can play in normal mode, I would like to play in actual ranked mode. And have it be fun and rank up and maybe get into the Predator division tier. That's not going to happen, though. I don't see that happening. And I also, I went back and played a little bit of Rise because they put some of the DLC, the in-game currency, or not in-game currency, the currency you can buy with real money. They put it on sale on Xbox Live, the $25,000 whatever coins things they are that were originally i think 20 bucks you can now get them for free and you could just keep purchasing it for free over and over and over again so now i have a stockpile of like six and a half million credit things and i think once i unlock those tears if i ever do i'll be able to unlock everything and have plenty of money left over and so i because of that uh, news or whatever that discount I don't, I don't know what you want to call it but because of that i went back and played some of the not multiplayer mode you can play multiplayer but the hordish mode the arena the coliseum mode where you take on hordes of enemies and they come at you in waves and sometimes you have tasks to do like put out a fire or do this save a few people that are in the arena and I, I still love that game. I love the combat system. It feels so good. I, I think the counter system feels great. Uh, countering basic attacks and the more powerful ones who you counter back and forth and then dodge out of the way. And then you do a heavy attack with your shield to break the uh, stance of a more powerful opponent. Like It just feels really good. There's a nice flow to it. And I love even though the kill scenes or the 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 finishers aren't that vast there's not a huge variety of finishers you're going to see them often uh the same ones i still like the way they look i think their their staging and the camera movement can make them look really good and it's just it's it's always fun to me it's still fun i've never tired of the combat as repetitive as it is uh when you really look at it it's you know it's not the most complicated combat system you're not pressing a lot of buttons but the 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 finishers still are fun for me and i really like the way 
the the enemies will change uh, to a certain color when uh, you're supposed to hit the corresponding button to enact part of the finishing move because a finisher will incorporate a handful of button presses when you're doing like okay you press the button and then he chops off the arm you press it again he sticks the sword through the guy's neck and then you press it one more time he takes his shield and he bashes the guy's head off his sword and he goes tumbling to the ground and it feels great and they also have some contextual finishers where if you're on a, a platform and you're right next to a railing you can flip them off you can kick them off you can't scream i am sparta i mean you can, you can scream this is sparta in the real world but that won't happen in the game but i I love that game. It's still super pretty. It's crazy that the Xbox One, the base console, being as limited in power as it is compared to the the base PS4, that that game came out at launch. And that's probably still one of the best looking and maybe playing like I don't feel like there's like it, it runs poorly or anything, but it might be one of the best graphical games still for the base console it's just i I, like i i think the xbox one had a a really strong launch lineup you had forza 5 which was a bit bare bones but it was still a solid forza game you know it wasn't the best but it was still forza and it still looked better than the previous gen and it was fun and then you have dead rising 3 which i think is an amazing game i think dead rising 3 is just it's not a fantastic launch game. It's just a fantastic game. It's maybe my favorite Dead Rising game. I loved it that much. Uh, and then we have Rise, Son of Rome, which has really good combat, a surprisingly good story. That was the biggest surprise of that game. And a fun horde-type mode. And then I don't remember what the hell else came out. I'm sure we had some sports styles and whatever. But those three games alone gave me plenty to do around launch because Dead Rising 3 in particular was very replayable uh, and had co-op and all that. So I had a blast with the Xbox One at launch. I was, I was not, I did not regret my purchase at launch. After that, I was like, oh God, I, I spent $500 for this system with this stupid fucking camera that I'm never going to use and they're not even going to support. So it's just a giant waste of money. You know, it, in retrospect, the Xbox One being the first console I ever bought at launch. Not the best move, but I did enjoy some games right away. So that, that was nice, but, you know, it, it wasn't a fancy console. The day one edition had nothing fancy about it. The controller had that on the the, the, the front of it, but the, the console itself had no distinguishing marks of any kind, which is why I recycled it. Uh, so I don't have that anymore. Uh... Uh, the the one thing I did end up getting, and that's the only time I've ever paid a full price for Xbox Live Gold, but they had like a first year thing that came with a, a metal, a really solid card in it. And I like that card, so I still have that. That, that was nice. But uh, yeah. Good launch lineup there. And Rise Son of Rome still holds up. Uh, I, I think it's definitely worth checking out. You know, you can get it cheap on disc. I think it's gone on sale frequently for around nine dollars or so digitally it's maybe probably part of game pass i'm assuming speaking of not game pass but games with gold the games with gold for august suck ass gears of war 4 forza motorsport 6 are those both included with game pass like it's basically hey 
Do you not have Game Pass? Well, then here, join the party with these games. And then there's Torchlight and something else for the, the 360 games. Um, but yeah, that, that's not important in any way. Moving on to what I've been playing. But before I hit what I've been playing, I've been thinking about Attack the Backlog stuff. And since, you know, I'll, once I finish the Shadows of the Dam and Resident Evil videos and, and, and the audio and all that stuff, it'll be good through October. I'm thinking about maybe in addition to doing stuff like Attack the Crap Log episodes or second runs and having those sprinkled in the off weeks of just because I'm still like I'm planning to play Lego City Undercover or start it soon. Um, I was thinking that it could be fun to do special episodes as well. So maybe in addition to having the two in October, the Shadows of the Damned and Resident Evil episode, maybe I'll finally play some of the online horror games like Friday the 13th and Dead by Daylight. You know, I could do a Friday the 13th episode and I could release it on Friday the 13th or I could release it on Halloween or I could release a Dead by Daylight episode on Halloween. And those could be maybe shorter episodes because I don't know how much time I would actually put into them, but they're, they're different experiences and those could be interesting to have more thematic episodes and little bite-sized things here and there. Um, so yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Any recommendations or things you'd like to see from Attack the Backlog or similar type of video series or whatever? I'd love to hear about them. Um, of course, second runs would be me revisiting games. I've mentioned this before. And then Attack the Crap Log would be me playing games in my backlog that are, in fact, supposedly very bad. What, what, what should be the, the... I'm thinking about like Attack the Crap Log games. What should be my differentiator for a, a crap log game a game that is considered like should it be sub 60 on metacritic should i use metacritic as a a way of picking these things out you know because I, I, I don't know where else to go because there are games that a lot of people don't like but then there are that you know a handful of people do like what do i do what's the metric is it meta is it metacritic is that what i end up having to go with so uh that's something I've been thinking about because there are games that I look at and I'm like, well, a lot of people don't like this, but I, I'm not I'm not sure that I would want to put it in that in that category of crap log. Uh, the prime example for me off the top of my head is Mighty Number no. 9. I know a lot of people were disappointed with it and don't like it, but I played a little bit of it. I didn't think it was like terrible or anything, but I don't, I don't, like, I don't like the look of it particularly. But it didn't seem like it played all that horribly. So maybe it's just an okay game. Attack the okay log. But that doesn't have a, a good ring to it. So, you know. And like, in retrospect, I would put something like Mare's Edge in the crap log. I'd put Wolfenstein the New Order in the crap log. So you never know. A crap log game could be a backlog game. And a backlog game could be a crap log game. How am I supposed to know? You tell me. Anyway, Power Roomy. So, I played a bit of Power Roomy, a shoot 'em up available again on Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I'm playing it on Xbox One. And it is somewhat reminiscent of Ikaruga in that you are uh, messing around with color. Color is a key part of the mechanics of the game. Uh, instead of it being like black and white, it is red, 
blue and green and at least you know with the xbox one controller this corresponds to the color of the buttons on the controller so x is blue a is green and b is red and the way the system works is that depending on how or, or what weapon you use against a, a certain color enemy so in addition to you having weapons corresponding to these three colors the enemies will be one of these three colors so depending on what weapon you use against what enemy you will either heal yourself, fill up your super weapon uh, thing, your, your super weapon bar, or you will do extra damage. So in order to heal yourself, you would attack a, an enemy with the same color of that said enemy. So if there are red enemies on screen, use your red weapon. Blue enemies, use your blue weapon, etc. Uh, and your, your red weapon is a homing missile. Your blue weapon is a beam. And then your green weapon is like this squiggly looking thing that is kind of as useful as the beam. But instead of the beam, which is always a, a straight line, the green squiggles bend as you move from left to right. It is a horizontal scrolling shmup. And that's right. Or is it vertical? I, I, can't, I hate... I hate horizontal versus vertical. I never, I can never remember them. You're going up. You're going up from down to up. Is that horizontal? Who cares? Up, down. Down, up, I mean. No, up, down. Down, up. You're going from the bottom of the screen to the top of the screen. Shut up. Anyway, so in order to heal yourself, you, know, you attack an enemy with the same color of that enemy to... Build up your power meter, your your super power meter. You attack a blue enemy with a green gun, a uh, red enemy with a blue gun, and a blue enemy with a green gun. And then the opposite to do double damage. And this system works pretty, it works rather well. Um, the, the visuals are fine. There is some kind of story, which is okay. Uh, in easy mode, you play against four different in four different levels uh, on normal, five different levels on on hard. I guess six, but I haven't messed around with six. And yeah, like the the problem with it for me is that I just don't know how much staying power it has. I, I've played through it a handful of times. I finished easy mode. I've made it almost to the end on normal, and I haven't touched hard. And I just don't see much reason to keep at it. Uh, the one thing that's a little bit frustrating is that there are no continues of any kind. So you just have your one life. If you die, you can't continue and start over that level. You just have to start over from the beginning. When you clear a level, you unlock it in the training mode, which you can just then play through that level in training mode or whatever. And there's a tutorial and that's it. Uh, there, there are online leaderboards, but when you die, you die. So it is always crucial to heal yourself and make sure that you have a fair amount of health, which is why I think they put the the healing ability on the, hey, attack this enemy with the same color weapon. Because at first, when you're playing, you probably will have some difficulty remembering what color does what to, to what other, to what enemy, to, you know, like, does it just blue do dual da double damage to green or does it build on my super meter it's easy to figure it out and as you play just for a handful of playthroughs you should get a hang of it but it's, it's pretty easy to tell what a, a weapon is doing 
because on screen, unless your health and power meter, your superpower ability are maxed out already, you will see that bar filling. Um, but it's it's fine. Like, the the thing is that I think for certain people, people who really love shmups, they love replaying them over and over and over again and getting a higher score and, and chasing after leaderboards and stuff like that. For me, at least with these kind of shoot 'em ups, I don't have that strong of an urge to do it. It's it's a game. They're, they're games that if I'm in the arcade or whatever, I see them. I'm like, sure, why not? If I was looking through my game library and didn't know what to play and came across, it, I'm like, eh, sure, it, it won't take too much time. Maybe I'll play a game of this. But I, they don't. I don't look at these type of shoot 'em ups in the same way that I look at side scrolling uh shooters like contra and metal slug those are games that i can replay over and over and over again and maybe it's tied to the visuals like especially with metal slug metal slug is just a gorgeous game a gorgeous series but it may just be something to that extent or or feeling like there's a bit more like part of it too is that something that i always hate about these shmups these bullet hell shooters so that that's what it is it's just the the fact that at a point, especially when you're dealing with bosses or bigger enemies, so many bullets end up on screen that I end up focusing on avoiding the bullets and not on the enemies or any other thing on screen. So my focus is being taken away from the majority of the game, and I feel like I'm doing a disservice to the game, that I'm not giving it the respect it deserves because I'm, I'm unable to focus on anything else i'm just focusing on avoiding these things and i'm sure there are plenty of people that people are really good at shmups who can do all that from their perif and just like okay they can see their ship with the perif on the lower but then they can see everything like i've never been able to do that um so for me whenever a lot of bullets end up on screen and i'm focusing on just avoiding bullets i no longer am enjoying myself with these games i'm just kind of like okay just avoiding bullets right now and I'm not seeing anything. I don't get to see the, the cool ship designs or any of that shit. I'm just seeing a bunch of balls coming at my face, my ship's face. And I'm like, great. So that is power roomy. I think it is $15. Uh, but uh, if you're into shmups, then uh, yeah, it's worth checking out because it is competently made. You know, it, it feels good. I like the the system in place, the the color system, and yeah, the the only problem is I I just don't know how 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 long the legs are for this game. And then I played some more of the Blackout Club, and it's just as it stands, it's still a bit of a buggy mess, and I would not recommend getting it because of that. I don't know if I mentioned last episode, but it's on PS4, Xbox One, and PC just launched out of early access on the 30th yesterday but it still is but like i've had the game freeze up on me and i had to quit out i've had it just crash to my dashboard i'm playing on xbox one I, i've had it take forever to load at times and, and crash again you know i've played maybe a dozen matches and maybe a third of them have ended prematurely for some reason which isn't fun and 
yeah, like the, the I've only played the you know the 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 small number of games, but it's already feeling rather repetitive. Um, as you level up, the the game will become more difficulty as new enemies will join the the levels the areas, and you'll have new missions to tackle. So in the beginning, it might just be go collect this evidence. Then later on, it's you know collect this object or find this missing phone or rescue this person and untie them who are being held captive and it's it's just not doing much for me i'm finding it all pretty boring at this point already i i'm not a fan of the underground area i kind of wish it was focused on the suburban houses and i think i like maybe i'm wrong but i think it's procedurally generated and the houses the layouts so often are almost identical, if not identical. I, I feel like, even if, it, if it's not the case, I feel like, because it, it happens often enough that when I'm going through a house and then go through another house, the layout is almost exactly the same. You got your kitchen in the back, and then there's a laundry room right next to it. You go through there, uh, not through the laundry room, but you go out through the kitchen to the front of the house, and there's a the living room, and then... Next to the living room are the stairs heading upstairs, and then there's like a closet behind the stairs, and then through that little hallway is a door to the garage. And then almost always a hidden little door thing to the underground area is in the garage, and it's always the same. And that doesn't lead to any kind of excitement because it's just like, okay, I know how this layout's going to be. I know pretty much where I should be going and what I should be focusing on. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's a game that I want to like so much more than I'm currently liking it. And part of it is the fact that it's buggy and has crashed on me and takes a long time to load at times and freezes and just doesn't always work. But also it just isn't particularly fun. I'm playing mostly solo and I haven't, had too hard of a time for the most part. I got a, a rare achievement just uh, earlier today that I think was something like a, a winning streak or something. And the, the flavor text for the achievement was just like, you know how to play this game. And I'm like, I do? I did not know that. I got a 150 gamer score because I know how to play the Blackout Club. And less than 10% of people have this achievement. So it is therefore rare. I don't, I don't know if it just means winning two matches in a row. Because if that is the case, that's that's not hard to do. Um, but yeah, I really I want to like it way more than I currently. It's a, it's a game that I will come back to surely in some time. I don't I don't know how much time. You know, I'll, I'll probably get you know emails about it and updates. And like, oh hey, it's been updated and now it has this or that, and maybe that'll pull me in. You know, but as it stands, I'm just like, a, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Uh, so that's that's too bad. And then I did finish Meow Motors, the campaign, at least, which took me, I think, just under four hours. God, I, I'm going to do a video for it. A pix, I don't know if I'm going to do a pixelated playtime or, or a review, or maybe I'll do both. Or they, I don't like, I don't know. It could end up being the same exact thing. But I do want to do a video for it just talking about it because why not? I want to do more 
videos outside of Attack the Backlog where it's focused on gameplay and, and stuff like that and things that wouldn't be as long as Attack the Backlog, which can run up to half hour depending on the episode. But Meow Motors makes such a good first impression because it is so it's so fucking pretty. I love the look of it and I love cats. But I've unlocked all the characters. I've unlocked all the cards, all the tracks, all the power-ups. I've unlocked everything. I finished the game on normal difficulty, medium difficulty, which was super fucking easy. And it's just a bland and boring game. It feels fine, but the power-ups all suck. I hate all the power-ups. And it's just... It's not fun to play. It's a real, real letdown. Because I love the look of it so much. It's got a really nice, clean, colorful art style but it just isn't fun to play. And that's, that's the more important thing than the, the look, you know, beach buggy racing doesn't look all that great. I don't really like the, the art style and the way characters look, but I enjoy playing that game. I don't like, I don't like playing Meow Motors. Uh, so yeah, and that's a bit sad, but that will do it for this here episode. Got nothing to talk about movie wise or anything. I got some stuff from my local library because I'm questioning whether or not I should soon do the the Disney movie club thing. Because I just I just want my fucking copy of Cool Runnings on Blu-ray already. I'm getting sick of waiting. They're never going to release George of the Jungle on Blu-ray because they're sons of bitches. And maybe they're holding shit off at this point because of their, their Disney movie streaming service thing, whatever. I don't want that. I want a physical copy of George of the fucking Jungle, you sons of bitches. Give it to me. I want it. You know how good that movie is? I saw that movie three times in the, the theater when I was a little kid. I love that movie so much. It's a it's a shining example of how wonderful Brendan Fraser can be. Such a good movie. But they're not going to release it because they're stupid sons of bitches. I don't give a shit about Holes or the Goofy movie. I liked the Goofy movie when I was a kid. I tried watching it again recently. It's fucking the poopy movie. Fuck that movie. It's not good. My dad still has a little inner tube toy thing from Burger King that he loves with Goofy and the kid, whatever the hell the kid's name is, sitting on it. Uh, but some of the exclusives that they have, because that's, that's the th- reason why I would join the club. I wouldn't use it to get movies that I can get already in a store. But some of the exclusives that are tantalizing to me are Cool Runnings, obviously, I, I always forget the the name, three the the, the three seven arrows or whatever, this old like Donald Duck thing. Um, I always want to call it Three Amigos, but like what what is, what is the name of it? I need to find out the name of it, and I'm gonna find out the name of it because I want to make sure I get it right. But in addition to Cool Runnings in this other movie, they have the Mighty Ducks trilogy which i think i only would want the first and then they have honey i shrunk the kids which i do want i think but uh saludos amigos and the three caballeros which is this this donald duck thing that is just like I, i don't even know if it holds up in any way but I watched that so much as a kid. <laughs> the thing that always stands out, like the thing that I remember most about, is just I think a part where Donald Duck is like on the beach and there are there are women, you know, in their bikini, and he's like 
being pervy. And then he gets like whatever sand in his face and her umbrella and stuff. Like it's just like I don't know. There, there's something about it that is so nostalgic for me that even if it doesn't hold up, I, I still want to own it. In the same way that I have uh, Rockadoodle do. Is it just rock? I think it's just Rockadoodle, which is one of the what's his name? The guy who did like Fern Gully and did he do Anastasia as well? Don Bloom Blum? I don't know. Um, what the hell's his name? But uh, that movie does not hold up at all. Even stuff like the Brave Little Toaster, I don't think it, it holds up super well. But there are these movies that were important to me as a kid that I would like to own, even if I am not really going to watch them realistically. And that and Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros is 100% one of them. But like, there's that. Cool Runnings, Mighty Ducks, maybe one and two. I've never seen the third one, actually. So who knows? Maybe I'd even like that. And then Honey, I Shrek the Kids. I don't think I'd have any interest in Blew Up the Kids. And then, and then that's it. You know, there's there's Holes, which I think I liked the one time I saw it, but it doesn't make super big impression. But yeah. I got two of them from the library to check out. So there's that. Exciting. Anywho, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Kuznez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or attack the backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage and watch them both there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always... Thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye.